Hello and uh, welcome again to the Sega Guys Retro Gaming Podcast. It's me, Dan Driver, uh, also known as underscore super, super underscore D on Twitter. I'm here with my partner in crime, as always. I'm here with James, uh, also known as Dreamcast Addict. How are you doing, James? Very well, thank you. Looking forward to another episode. It is. It's a, it's a different one for us, isn't it? Because we are definitely a Sega retro gaming podcast. We always talk about the past when it comes to Sega. But this is, uh, this is one where we're talking about current events almost although it will be it will be a little bit old but a little bit long in the tooth by the by the time the episode comes out but uh, i think it's a, a story worth discussing and uh, so as some people may know uh, a few weeks ago there was a journalist that broke the story that they had a major sega announcement uh, that was as big as wired's ps4 reveal so naturally everyone on the internet went nuts and I think we all started dreaming about what marvellous thing this could be. Uh, I actually thought it was going to be something like Microsoft acquiring Sega. Uh, what, what went through your head, James, when it first got announced? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I started off with quite kind of modest expectations. And then my mind ran away with itself um, as I think most Sega fans did Um, anything from the relaunch or a reboot of a a much loved series to the the outlandish thoughts that it could be a new console I mean what else could be on par with Wired's PS5 scoop I mean uh, that was the wording this was on par with Wired's PS5 scoop which was new hardware so my, my mind started going have they maybe stockpiled enough cash in their, their <laughs> days as a publisher? Is this the comeback? Um, the, the old Microsoft acquiring Sega has been doing the rounds for long enough now, but I think even with Microsoft's um, vast war chest, um, I don't think even they would want to dip into their pockets to, to acquire Sammy. Um, I think that would just be too big a purchase. There's too many... Yep. You know things attached to it, theme parks, arcades, hotels, all that kind of thing. I don't think they would want any part of that. But then I started thinking, or Sammy maybe going to split the Sega game bit off and give it to Microsoft, and they focus on that part. And it was just, oh mate, it was everything from new console to Virtua Fighter Six to you know acquisitions, you name it. Um, as I say, I started off writing it off as nothing. Um, and very quickly escalated it to the the rebirth of Sega. <laughs> you and I have been around the block with Sega long enough now that I don't know why we don't learn our lessons. Yep. Um, because the amount of times we've been burnt. Um, it was only recently that they announced their 60th anniversary, but they advertised it with uh, a silhouette that looked like a Virtua Fighter character with a six next to it. So it's like, oh, it's, it's a new Virtua Fighter. And it, it was actually the <laughs> the um, new mascot for Sega instead, which, uh, you know, considerably more underwhelming <laughs> yes. than having a new Virtua Fighter game. But I was the same as you. I was like, um, no, it's just the usual nonsense. And for, oh, no, hang on a second. It's not Sega hyping this up. This is another, this is an independent journalist. And then the mindset, turning and I thought then people were talking about Microsoft buying Sega 
I thought, well, that's it. Could that happen? That would be, you know, Microsoft could pump all this money into Sega and Sega would be able to bring back all these franchises that have been dormant for all these years. Oh, what have we got? Uh, a, a new Panzer Dragoon game. What have we got this? What have we got that? And all these thoughts were racing through my head. Uh, then, you know, what if Sega are going, bringing us a new console? Would they bring a picture in cost? They haven't got the money to get into the, the industry now. But what if they did? What if, <laughs> what if it isn't something like a, a Series X or a PS5? What if it's more of... Um, more of a sort of switch type console or sort of a budget console which doesn't compete but it, it allows you to play all of sega's back catalog what if it's a, a partnership with make it with microsoft and microsoft's going to find their new ips that way oh, i imagine all the new ip all the old ips that will come back it'll be like the golden age again and my foot as much as it wasn't rational to think that way i couldn't help but daydream about all these these riches that sega have in the vault all these franchises that have been dormant for so long uh, I thought, well, we're going to see some, we're going to see some games on on June the third, and it could very well be the rebirth of Sega as we know it. <laughs> well, the the other thing that came to mind was that I think it was Thursday, was it June June the fourth, was the issue, and then that was meant to coincide. Apparently, that was Sony's date for the PS five. Yeah. Um, and the worst fears began to go through my mind is that. Oh my God! PS5 unveiling on June 4th, Famitsu issue with Sega news on par with Wired's PS5 scoop. Yeah. June 4th. Oh shit! Sony have bought them. Yeah. The the final nail in the coffin. It would just be like bringing up, you know, bad memories from back in the day. <laughs> It'd be ripping out all of those old wounds and just pouring mountains of salt into them. Yes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Sony consoles and I do enjoy the PlayStation. I've got a PS4. I've got, you know, from the PS1 to the PS4, I do enjoy the games on there. But uh, at the same time, I still can't quite love them the same way that I have loved other platform holders. And there's still a kind of a, a resentment in there for, for them killing Sega. Obviously, Sega killed themselves as much as Sony killed them. But uh, there is still that sort of... It wouldn't be quite right if Sony bought them. Microsoft, I mean, it, the Microsoft buyout's been rumoured since... Probably since 2002, would you say? It's been ongoing for a long time. Yeah, I mean, even I think there was even when the Dreamcast was in its ascendancy, the fact that they partnered with Microsoft to bring Windows CE to some of the Dream to the Dreamcast, there was rumours then that you know if this doesn't work out, Microsoft are going to buy Sega. Um, so that wouldn't have been as surprising as Sony. But uh, yeah, it, it, all sorts of thoughts are running through my head, and it's by the sounds of things, yours as well. Oh, so, yep, just yep. went went crazy, and then the reality was well, what you come to expect. Yeah, well, we got we were we were spoiled because we got not one, but we got two announcements. <laughs> <laughs> two announcements, and they weren't what anyone quite expected. So the first announcement, the big, the the the, the there was a new console. There was a new console unveiled. In fact, not one new console, but four new consoles. And those consoles were the Game Gear Micro. So I don't know how you felt when you first saw this, James. But uh, I, I, was going, I was walking the dog and I saw this pop up on my phone. And the first thing that popped into my head was, oh shit, not again. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, uh, I think I mentioned on our Desert Island Discs episodes, 
the, the thing that the, the luxury item uh, that I'd take on that I'd take to Desert Island with me would be my Sega Game Gear, uh, which I only recently acquired in March. I've been after one for absolutely ages for one that was working in for the right price. I managed to get one fairly cheap. It's taken me years to get one, but. Uh, the year before last, I managed to get a PC engine again, one that it, it for the right price, and it took a, a, quite a lot of work to get that one going. Thankfully, Simon Locke, um, known as Ergon on on Twitter, he he helped me out immeasurably with that uh, and repaired it for me. But no sooner had I got that PC engine than the mini PC engine was announced, and I was thinking, right, so no sooner have I got a Game Gear than they've announced a, a mini Game Gear, which is probably going to be everything that I bought a Game Gear for. And more, but the uh, the reality is not not quite that, is it? It's uh, it's not your traditional mini console. This micro, it's uh, it's a little bit different. I think it's fair to say. Just a just a wee bit. Um, my first reaction when I saw the tweet pop up was I thought it was a wind up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually had to ask someone, "No, wait, is this real?" I had to go and Google it to see that it, if this this was actually real. Um, the image of the hand. With this tiny little game gear, yeah, I went. This this just looks like a parody. This this can't be real. Um, but uh, I think you kind of summed it up best before we started before we recording. Started recording. It, it's probably the size of a like a VMU. Yeah. Um, but there's four versions, four colours, and they've all got different games on them, and they're fifty quid a pop. Yeah, because that seems a bit mad to me, and I think to, it's just to Sega. Mo- it's no. just Sega. <laughs> so, I think reality dawned on me when I when I finished walking. Out, I was all right. I'm going to sit down and actually take this in. Is there is actually a a, a Game Gear coming out that uh, that's going to have all these games on there? Uh, that's going to render my newly acquired old game and Game Gear obsolete. Um, is it going to be something that I can mod and stick all these ROMs on? Uh, and the reality hit me when I when first of all when I saw the size of it. I said, "Hang on, wait a sec. That's it's it's that small." And then the next part was that there's only four games uh, on each on each console, so four different flavors each for four games, sixteen games across across all four of them, which is you know less less games than the PlayStation Mini had. We all know how well received that was, but it's not on one console; it's split across split across four, which is absolutely balmy. Now. Uh, I don't know. Should I run through the games that they've, they've that they've announced that they're going to include in these? I didn't go into it extensively. I was that scuttled with it. I just I know there's one that's packed with some Sonic games, and the rest of them I just I couldn't tell you, mate. So if you've got the list there, you may <laughs> uh, do the honours. So you've got your 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 black colour Game Gear, which is the traditional colour for the Game Gear. On there you've got Outrun and Pio Pio Two, Royal Stone. Royal Stone, Hirokeshi, Toki, Tobiara, which, and which I'm not familiar with, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So, okay, a nice selection of games there. Pio um, Pio, I, I, I like Outrun. Yep, the Game Gear version of Outrun's decent. The 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, we were saying before we started recording this episode, I, I absolutely adore the 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, that was my introduction to Sega. Um, and I absolutely adore it. It's one of my favourite 2D Sonics, uh, and I replay it at least once a year. So, yeah, not not too bad. What, what are your thoughts on those four? Any that stand out for you? Oh, Outrun and Sonic are the kind of main ones, um, yep. but 
it's just the other two. Uh, I mean, that how you pronounce that that third one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> I get the feeling it's an RPG that yeah, one. Yeah, um, but it's just you've got to think the size that the ROMs are for Game Gear games, right? They're absolutely tiny. I mean, you look at the kind of the games to storage ratio and then the kind of price of these things. It's surely you can fit more than four. Well, I've got uh, I've got an EverDrive that I use for my Mega Drive, and the thing with the EverDrive is if that you can play Master System games for it because the Mega Drive has that hardware in, so you don't need a converter or anything. You can just plug the EverDrive in and select a Master System ROM, and on that on that EverDrive, I've got an SD card and it's got every single Sega game, Sega Master System game on there, and the total size of that. It's not even in the gigabytes. We're talking we're talking 100 megabyte max. Oh my god! But they're tiny. So the fact that we're saying that this has you could, has you could, fit, you could fit four games on a VMU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh come yeah. on. So you you look at the four games and okay, Outrun and Sonic the Hedgehog stand out on the black one. Uh, blue blue you've got Baku Baku. Gunstar Heroes, Sonic Chaos, and Sylvian Tail. Again, three okay, the good good Game Gear games, but on a mini, no, I don't, not good value again. Yellow, you've got uh, Nazo Puyo, which I'm not familiar with, and you've got three Shining Force games. And the red Game Gear has got Columns, Shinobi, and uh, Megami Tyson Gaiden, uh, which uh, Last Bible, which I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm not sure if that's related to the uh, Shin Megami Tyson Tensei uh, Atlas series. Is that? Do you know any of those games? Well, the, the kind of obvious ones that are Shinobis and things like that. But yeah. um, again, the, the ones that are the, the Japanese games are just that's a complete loss on me. Um, yeah. I mean, have these been confirmed as coming to the West or is this Japan only? I mean, with, at, the with... moment, at the moment, it's only Japan. Yeah. Japan when it's been confirmed. Um, nothing confirmed for the West yet. Um, if you had to choose out of those four flavours, which one would you go with? Probably the standard one for Sonic and Outrun. Yeah. Um, you're getting two, two totally different contrasting games. Um, the, the Game Gear version of Outrun is, is great. Um, yeah. And 8-Bit Sonic, um, the Master System and Game Gear version, is, is really good. Um, not quite on par with the Mega Drive version, but the fact the level design's so different, um, yeah. and it's got a kind of charm to itself, the 8-bit music. Um, the Sonic sprite's slightly different as well. It's a nice wee kind of more cartoony design to the to the Sonic yeah. sprite as well. Um, I remember that from my Game Gear days. So, mm. no, it's... If I had to pick one, plus I, I like standard versions of consoles. Um, yeah. So the, the, the kind of box standard grey or slate black, whatever you want to call it, um, I would probably go for that. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, probably that's probably would be my second choice if I had a gun to my head and I had to pick one of these things up. Um, I'd probably go for if these came to the West and I was going to pick one up, it probably would be the yellow one with the three Shining Force games. Yeah, I thought you but would it, say that. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, he's going to go yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I, do love, I do love the Shining Force series, but I haven't played the Game Gear ones or the Mega CD remaster uh, of the Shining Force Game Gear games, which uh, 
as you can imagine, all of them go for ludicrous money now. But uh, even even with that in mind, how much the physical games for those Australian Force games go for now, I don't think this is good value at all, is it? It's you know we're talking the equivalent of forty five quid each for one of these consoles to get four games. That's that's beyond stingy, isn't it? I mean, the best part two hundred quid for sixteen games. Yeah. You know that's that's mental. It is. I mean, surely if you're going to go to that extent, you maybe bring out a version of the Game Gear. And nobody's asking for a, a reboot no. of the Game Gear, you know, for a start. So that that part of it kind of baffles me. But if at the very worst you're sitting there in Sega's headquarters and you're going, let's relaunch the Game Gear, make it a wee bit smaller, maybe make it, you know, PS Vita sized or something like that, maybe modernise the shell. Um, while paying, you know, homage to the to the original design, and and just jam it full of the very best games on the platform. Yeah. Don't don't bring out four wee tiny VMU sized mini consoles. <laughs> four <laughs> four games. I mean, I mean, yeah, the PSP size would have been ideal, wouldn't it? it would. I think if you, if you wanted to go smaller. Maybe a, a Game Boy Advance size, or all right, if you wanted to go the smallest, I think that game console can be is have you ever used the Game Boy Micro? Aye, maybe even uh, the, the PSP Go. Yep. You know that kind of that kind of size. If you really want to go, I wouldn't want to go much smaller than that. Um, but they obviously did. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know whose whose idea that was. <laughs> it was just um, somebody, uh, somebody for the nineties is in charge somewhere. <laughs> Still making decisions. Still mean. Tom, Tom Kalinsky's getting a phone call to launch it here. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I've picked up a, a VMU right now because I had one sitting on my desk next to me. And because uh, that's kind of the size of the, the, the D pad and the buttons that we're talking, isn't it, here? And uh, yeah, you can pick up a VMU and you can, it, it's it's not un- completely unwieldy. But I don't think this is the sort of thing that's going to be comfortable for, you know, long-term mobile game, portable gaming. Well, that's the thing, right? They brought out a screen magnifier for the original Game Gear. Hmm? So they already acknowledged that the screen on the original Game Gear was small. Yep. And you need to magnify it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have released a machine that people who had it back in the day will now be in their 40s and 50s with worse eyesight <laughs> and a smaller screen. Yeah. Here's some arthritis to add to it as well because your hands are going to have cramp by the time you're finished playing it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly not as uh, dexterous as I was when I was uh, when the Game Boy was in Game Gear was in its ascendancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, my, my eyesight's infinitely worse than I was when I was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 10, 10, 10 to fifteen years old. So. Yeah, who is the same that? So uh, I guess it's it's one of these. It's a Japanese-centric thing. Um, it's certainly not something that's been well received in the West so far, at least upon announcement. But we haven't had an announcement for the West yet. Which is uh, I don't think they'll come out over here. So one thing I was thinking is if if it if it does get an announcement, what would what would make this something that you'd want to pick up or potentially pick up? 
pretty much just what we said there. I think if they if they made it slightly larger, like a kind of PSP or even PSP Go kind of form factor, or even like a like a Game Boy Advance, that kind of thing, paid you know homage to the original design, um, and just jam packed it full of games. You know, you think about some of the Game Gear games that I remember having. It was Alien Three was a cracking game. Robocop yeah. vs Terminator was a great game on it. Sonic One, Sonic Two. Um, you know, just there's, there's that many great games out there for it. Because yeah. um, I was going to ask you your top five, so you've rounded, you've, you've knocked four out of the park there. Um, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to any games I had. Original Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2 were pretty decent ports on Game Gear. I had Prince of Persia, which was a cracking version. Um, Wolf Child, which is one of my favourite games on the Amiga, yeah. um, I had that on Game Gear as well. So, I just, I mean, I know a lot of these games are obviously quite kind of like third party. So whether there's licensing issues or whatever, um, but I just, I'm just trying to think back to the games that were in that big plastic box that I had, along with the the big belt clip battery pack. Oh, you had one of those as oh, well. I had one of them, mate. I, I rocked one of them. <laughs> See, it was my sister that owned the Game Gear in, in my place, so. My brother had the Master System. We all had the shared the Mega Drive between us, and my sister had a Game Gear, and she had that giant, giant carry case with the with the with the big clip on the back with the grip for the battery charge. <laughs> Sitting on the bus, oh, my my eight double A's have died, but I've, <laughs> I've I've got this giant blob of plastic attached to my belt here that makes me look super cool. Hold on, I pull out the charging cable and just plug back in for an extra 40 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she uh, she melted hers though. I'm not sure what happened, but I just remember one morning my uh, my, my parents were going a bit mad at her and uh, I just saw this this game gear. I think the game gear was intact, but the, the grip battery pack had completely sort of kind of melted. <laughs> I take some doing, man, because that was a yeah. chunk of plastic. It was, but I don't know what happened with our Game Gear. Um, I don't know where it went, so that's why I ended up. I, I, I hoped to inherit hers, and I've been asking her. I'd been asking her for years, you know. What happened to that Game Gear? You had? Do, you, do you still have it somewhere? But you just couldn't find it, so I, that's why I ended up buying my own. Ninja Gaiden was pretty good, as well. I had that. I'm just sitting here racking my brains trying to think of the Game Gear games that I had. Yeah. If I, I'll tell you a funny story. Do you know where I used to get my Game Gear games? Where? Um, what was it? What Everyone Wants in Clyde Bank. Ah, oh, okay. Of all the places, I used to go upstairs um, and they had a big wall round at the left-hand side and it was just all Game Gear games and they were dirt cheap. Mm. I'm talking like three, four, five quid. Um, sometimes you kind of struck gold and you got a, a, a big game um, other times it was kind of full of just generic crap but um, I, I got Robocop versus Terminator in there for a fiver <laughs> what a find that was yeah oh, I, I do miss the days like that when you'd have, you'd have them in places like that I remember when Boots used to, used to sell Sega games I remember, yeah wow. I remember in a boot store and uh, going through uh, a bunch of a bunch of Master System games that my brother was brother was after one with some some pocket money that he had. Boots, Thinking, Boots the chemist we're talking here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so you can have two boxes of paracetamol and a copy of Sonic Two, please. Yeah, I think it was two boxes, uh, a box of ibuprofen, a box of cowpole, and uh, and uh, a, a copy of the Ninja, please. <laughs> oh man, 
the places games used to pop up. Yeah, yeah, like WH Smith as well. I think he used to have quite a few. Um, no, not obviously not 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 anymore. But I, I got I got Virtua Cop one and the gun pack in WH Smith. Oh wow! For my birthday, and that branch of WH Smith on Argyll Street is still there. It's yeah. only the only shop in the city centre that sold Saturn games back in the day that still stands. <laughs> there you go. Wow. So, uh, I, so for, as far as Game Gear games concerned, I, I I can't remember many places around my ends that, that sold them. Um, I remember they we went on holiday once and we saw a bunch of, of Game Gear games, such as uh, I think Sonic's Triple Trouble was there at the time when we were going away. I think this was this was the time when I I played I was I spent some time playing Virtual Fighter in the arcade. Um, but yeah, my sister got a, a few with her Game Gear. Um, but I don't think she she got many more than that, that first wave of games. But I mean, in terms of the ones that I'd like to see, uh, Fantasy Zone is a very good port on the Game Gear. That's a that's a great game. Uh, Space Harrier as well, uh, another good port on a Game Gear. It's a, it's an interesting as well because they swap they change a lot of sprites, uh, change the levels and add a password system. So it's quite different to the to the arcade and Master System versions. Obviously, Sonic 1, Sonic 2. And uh, I used to really like uh, The Return of Strider. Oh, uh, aye, aye, aye. Uh, and I know, that, I know that people say that that's, that game's heresy because it obviously wasn't made by Capcom. It was made by US Gold. But uh, I used to really enjoy it. Um, and, of course, you know, if we did get a Western version of the Game Gear and it had translated versions of uh, the, the Shining Force games, then I'd be sorely attempted but uh i think you'd have to get around its size and it's not just how it is to hold it's, it's the screen size mm-hmm. so yeah very odd from sega uh, i just went on retro gamer there and their top 10 game gear games are gunstar heroes baku baku animal wonder boy 3 sonic the hedgehog 2 shinobi 2 the silent fury Bubble Bobble, Streets of Rage 2, which I forgot got a, a reasonably good port on the, the Game Gear. It did. Uh, Power Strike 2, uh, Prince of Persia, which I mentioned, uh, and Shining Force 2. Yeah, I almost forgot about Shinobi. I've not played the Shinobi games, but I know that the Game Gear ones are very well regarded. Uh, so, yeah, that, that'd be... It's, it's, it's shocking to see that they're not on this on this series. Well, you know, it's 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 not actually that shocking considering the the whole the whole offering in its in its entirety. It's just it's baffling. It really, I don't know who sat, who walked into a boardroom and presented that and got that yeah. signed off. That's it. So who, who, <laughs> who thought this this is the this is the next hot hot item for Sega? You know, we had all this, we've got all this goodwill. We've had the Sonic movie. It's built up that everyone's love. We've got the, the the Mega Drive Mini was a great success. Um, it, Sonic Mania is great. People are talking Sega again, even though it's made by third parties. You've got Panzer Zagoon and Streets of Rage, and Sega all of a sudden is hot again. Uh, I think they they actually had a, a decent uh, financial year as well. Um, and uh, what do they do? They they give us these tiny little oddities, um, which I, I, I <laughs> again I, perhaps it's a Japanese thing and perhaps it's a culture thing, but I'm not sure who's going to buy these or how they could be a success. 
I just, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't see a market for it over here. No, no. chance, especially as well with the current financial climate as well. Yep, absolutely. I'd say, yeah, post the current current crisis, when we're we're, we're inevitably looking at a certain economic downturn, you, you can't imagine there's an awful lot of appetite for something like this. Uh, so. It is, it is what it is in Japan. Hopefully, there's some sense, and we get a decently priced single unit that's a bit more bigger, a bit more usable, has a few more games. Maybe all the games are in here, plus the ones that you and I have just mentioned. Uh, maybe, maybe that could be something, but well, we'll see. It's, you know, it's modern Sega being modern Sega, I guess. <laughs> or modern Sega being retro Sega. <laughs> we'll try, yeah. in terms of business decisions anyway oh. but, but, that was, but what yeah. was what was the big announcement the, yeah. the, the, the PS5 wired scoop level super announcement what was it Dan oh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember but my, my, my memory is a little bit foggy right now <laughs> 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 it, it was of course the, the fog gaming as Sega have called it, and what is for gaming? Um, it's reading for it now. I'm still not entirely sure what it's meant to be. So I'm looking for an article in Metro, and it says that it's basically a way to use to do cloud gaming essentially um, and play arcade games in the home um, with low latency. So cloud data centers will be housed in Sega arcades and people will be able to go home uh, and carry on playing their arcade games once the arcade is closed. Um, is that your understanding of it, James? Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, it's for whenever arcades are closed, so it won't bite into the, the economic factor. Um, they're quite you know, strict on the fact that it isn't allowed to you know, impact the economy. So yeah. Japanese arcades will still make their money during the day. Um, it's just for whenever you want to go home and, and keep playing. Um, you know, low latency and all that kind of stuff to bring the arcade experience home to allow people to, to keep pummeling money in. You would imagine yeah. that it's arcade games, it's going to be a subscription, you know, based model of some kind. Um, which is smart in Sega's part to get more income coming in after hours, but it's it's not PS5 level. You no. know, it's, it's just... If, see, I, I'd spoke to you in private about this and see if they had opened this up, right? This, this was my vision for it. For This is if I was in charge, right? There's Big yep. James heading over to Japan to head up. I'll, <laughs> take, I'll take Tom Kalinske with me. Um, <laughs> you imagine if you had a, a cloud-based subscription service, right? And on this service, you had a blank canvas of an arcade. You had a virtual arcade. And the UI was that you walked in the doors in you had all your cabinets and it was 3D renditions of the actual cabinets and oh, you yeah. controlled it with your, your thumbstick, you, like you would control an FPS game, a first person shooter game you walk up, you walk up to the cabinet and you press A, the screen zooms in and you get the full screen of the arcade game and yeah. basically for your subscription fee, you can play those games as much as you like now, I'm not talking about you streaming the arcade games. I'm just talking about it as in, like a virtual arcade that there's, there's whether these are just ROMs or whatever on on the cloud streaming down. You populate your arcade 
with the games that you want. You build your, your dream Sega arcade that you would want to play. You invite your friends to your arcade to play. Your friends can invite you to their arcade to play. You can change the decor. I mean, you could eat, you want, you know, in-app purchases and whatnot are massive today. There's a huge market there. People pay it. People pay for, for skins on Fortnite. Stupid mm. money. You want a Virtua Fighter 2 poster on that pillar in your arcade? Ah, there you go, buy it. You know, you want a, a Fighting Vipers poster? You want a Ryu Hazuki statue in the corner? You know, I'm just thinking, you could build your own, the, the arcade that Sega in your head, that you would love to design in your head, the, the arcade of your dreams, all Sega games, but the games that you want to play. So for me, Virtua Fighter 1, Virtua Fighter 2, Virtua Fighter 3, Scud Race, Daytona, Sega Rally, Sega Rally 2, Virtua Cop, Virtua Cop 2, House of the Dead 2, you know, all these kind of outrun, afterburner, all, you know, fire everything in there. I just think a monthly fee, build your own arcade, do it as you want, all the cabinets, first person view, walk up to each cabinet, as if you're just walking through your own arcade, make it VR enabled, mate. Mm. You've got put a VR headset, PSVR, put that on. You're walking through your own arcade. Jesus Christ, man! I mean, how that—that's thinking outside the box kind of stuff. Yeah, it's you know we've talked about this outside the outside the show, but yeah, it's it's an amazing idea. Uh, it's it's and it seems so so simple and so obvious yet so ingenious. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing is, Sega do kind of have a template for this. Uh, I don't know if you've played the latest uh, Sega Mega Drive collections or or played the PC versions. Yep. But in, 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 in for those for listeners that haven't, you in the latest in the update Mega Drive uh, compilations, you basically click open up the the game or the collection, and it takes you to a virtual bedroom. And on those bed, on that virtual bedroom, you've got a TV. It's as it's as 90s as you can get. And on the shelves, you've got your Mega Drive games. Now on the compilations on Xbox, PS4, PS4, and Switch, you've got the whole collection there. But on PC, you can buy all the games separately, so you can populate your shelf with the Mega Drive games that you want. And this is this is pretty much the next step up from that. Uh, Kitting out your own arcade, it's 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 kind of a dream, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, we're at yep. a point now where you can you can emulate model two, model three games pretty easily without issue. You could build your own arcade. You you want Scud Race, sure. Do you want the stand up cabinet? Do you want the the sit down one? Do you want the deluxe one with eight connected players? You know, they could. As much as I don't like microtransactions, Sega really could turn that into a, a, a nice little business. Certainly something that I'd love to enjoy. Um, we've seen things like there's the Final Fight Double Impact collection. And on that one, that's got a virtual arcade machine. Oh, that, that's so nice. I've got that on it, the Xbox. That's so nice. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? I think it's two, it's two arcade cabs back to back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. got Final Fight on one and uh, I can't remember the other game that's on there. You have to forgive but me. It's, but... it's the fact that Whenever you're playing it, it's got the arcade surround. It's got the actual yeah. graphics, and you can, you know, CRT Bloom and uh, Scanlines and all that. And it just, it's, it's so good. There's even like yeah. little peeled stickers at the side. You know, as if someone's kind of, you know, picked them or they've eroded off just with age. It's just, mate. If someone can go to Sega Japan and actually pitch Game Gear Micro before games on each at fifty quid a pop, I'm pretty sure I can go and pitch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and going through each other people's arcades is it's, it's brilliant. It's uh, it's it's like what come on, why, Sega? Why haven't we seen this already? The Sega have got such a rich history of arcade games, and, and ones that haven't even been ported. You know, I'd I'd love to play Scud Race in the home, uh, authentically. You know, play it, emulate it, but to get I'd, I would actually pay for a version of Scud Race. I'd I'd pay for a, a version of uh, Golden Axe of Revenge of Death Adder. You know, all these games that that never got conversions for for various reasons. You know, Virtual Cop, Virtual Cop Three, another one. Aye, aye. Uh, this, a, a decent version of House of the Dead One at home finally. Oh, but yeah, that's another yeah, it's another one. I mean. I do like the Saturn version, but I mean, come on, it's it's so far from. Uh, oh, Tantalus from, had a shocker. Uh, I, I think they, uh, I think they were rushed with that one. Oh, I think so. Had to be the, the textures on that are a mess. Yeah, uh, they showed that they could uh, give us a good conversion with Manx TT. They did, didn't they? Passing the checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Alfred on that is a legend, but yeah, they, they showed us that they could do a decent conversion. Um, but I think House of the Dead was was rushed out because the the Saturn was dying in the West mm. and, uh, for what for whatever. I mean, it's a shame because it was doing so well in Japan still. Um, you thought they would take their time a little longer, but it is what it is. We it, we still haven't got an arcade perfect version of of House of the Dead. I mean, it always baffled me that they released two and three on the Wii. That's right. They, yep. But not the first. What was that about? <laughs> but again, that's, that's Sega. That's isn't Sega. It? Yep. Baffling decisions are us. But uh, yeah, no, that, that that would be my dream. See if they see if they come out with that. See that that gif for the guy for Futurama. Shut up and take my money. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'd I'd be all over that. Yeah. It. it I am, I am kind of envious and sad in a way that arcades are still such a big thing in there. Mm, uh, yeah. it's, it, it's good to see that the arcade industry is booming, but it's a shame that we're so far away from it. You know, yeah, slot machines, mate. That's all that arcades are full of slot machines if they even still exist. Yeah, yeah I went to a few last summer as we were, we went on a camping trip by the seaside, and there were still a few arcades going, um, and uh, a few that I'd visited when I was a kid and. The games were pretty much gone from there. I think there was a Mario Kart game, and there was a, a, a big Halo game, and maybe a Transformers one. But beyond that, it was yeah, just just slot machines. I mean, if there was fog gaming in in the UK, it would uh, it <laughs> it would be a pretty poor experience. You know, we've got enough long online gambling as it is. <laughs> well, I just it's quite funny because we mentioned the, the, the port of Final Fight. Um, and that kind of retro arcade feel on the screen um, and as well as your story from um, our Virtua Fighter 1 um, Chronicles episode where you were you were talking about how you, you went to that was it the christening and you, beside yep. the bar there was a VF1 um, cabinet well yep. just to kind of link in a wee bit about arcades a wee bit of a tangent here but um, when I went to, to France with the, the school at the end of primary 7 right mm-hmm. here we go the, the foyer in the hotel we stayed in, uh, in La Closa, if I've pronounced that properly, um, they had 1942 and they had Final Fight. And I still remember me and my mate George at the time, we were playing Final Fight uh, and we got to the last level, but we, we ran out of money. 
<laughs> and it was the screen, you know, yourself with a stick of dynamite and your, your characters are tied up and the counter's yep. going down. <laughs> and I always remember Mrs. Livingston, God rest her soul, she's probably no longer with us, but she came down one of the teachers. She was absolutely steaming. And she was actually going to give us more money to keep on playing. Um, <laughs> but George was rattling the buttons in a temper tantrum and the counter went down too quick. So while the teacher was fumbling about in her purse in a drunken state trying to get the get the money out, he put the timer down and we'd, we'd got to the last level at the, the building, and the, yeah. the boss's building. So I never ever completed it until I got the, the Amiga version. But there you go. A wee, a wee side story because we have the final fight thing there. Just thought I would throw that in. Yeah, oh, you did well though. Cause Aye, a, it, took a, it took a while. It's a tough. It's a tough game in the arcade. It's no no wonder it took me long to find somebody to get married, mate, because everybody else was at the disco, probably, you know, <laughs> on the pool, and there's me up upstairs playing Final Fight. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I found the. I still think I'd a better night, probably, but never yeah, mind. I think I think you you had the better night. That's probably what I'd been as well. But yeah, we, 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 what we wouldn't give for some of those arcade those arcade memories. I mean, oh. yeah, we're talking about the in the Virtual Fighter episode, our memories of seeing that in the arcade, and uh, I'm glad that it still exists in 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 Japan. Um, it's it's odd because this whole fog gaming thing means it, I don't know if it means that people will be going to the arcades less um, as a result. Well, I mean, I think that that's what I, the, the report said, if I remember reading it, is that it has to be, it's only available after hours, but I don't know how you would police that, you know, how, how would you how would you actually manage that? Like, do the servers just only come online at a certain time? But then I would imagine that certain arcades are open longer than others. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know how they're going to they're going to work it. I don't, I really don't know. Um, maybe it's something that if it takes off that they'll, they'll just look to to run it 24-7 but that would be a shame because I would hate to see again another on-demand or you know online service kind of decimate arcades I, I, I do like the fact that Japan's kind of stuck in not stuck in the past is a long way to word it but they've kind of stayed quite true to that what I still think is you know that one of the core elements of gaming I, I do miss that that whole scene the arcade and import scene I, I miss it a, a, an awful lot um, and the fact that they still managed to hold on to that, I think that's absolutely brilliant, and I'd, I'd, I would hate for them to lose that. Yes, absolutely, same here. I think social gaming is a, is very different over in Japan. I mean, mobile gaming is huge, and that's because people do go out with their with their mobile devices and and meet up. It's uh, so it's, it's why things like Monster Hunter are big over there because people actually go up and physically meet with the near connection to play them. And I love that. I love that about it. So yeah, it'd be it'd be a shame if if for gaming means that 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 we're losing although it's pretty far away for us but that another part of the world is losing that you know face-to-face that physical aspect to go into a to a digital one are the old days are two people playing you walk up and slap a pound coin down and say right yeah. i'm next yeah stick your pound on the uh on the virtual fighter or street fighter 2 machine and uh challenge the big kid uh, and get your ass kicked uh but i mean even even just watching when i was a kid um, I used to enjoy watching, you know, because I didn't always have the the money to have a go. Just watching the, the two two big kids take turns on beating the shit out of each other in games, and that was something. And you and you, and, you know, that's what it's got. You'd learn a few things by watching watching the older kids as well. That's awesome. 
Just it's... watch a YouTube video now. Aye. Yet again, you know what I mean? The social interaction part's gone. We're a bunch of old farts, man, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get outside and play more, kids. Get off the computers. <laughs> yeah, don't play your computers here. Play them, play them down the arcade. I'm not saying don't play games. Just play them down the arcade. If you can find an arcade that's got any. Yeah. Uh, although you know we're probably going off another tangent here but uh it suited my son quite well um given the current situation that we find ourselves in he's uh managed to stay in touch with all of his friends through the magic of uh online gaming so uh it's it's got its positives that's why uh, i don't understand other folks say they're bored yeah how can you be bored uh, you turn on your telly you've got hundred odd channels, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon Prime Video, you've got Disney Plus, you've got bloody Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. Yeah. Imagine lockdown had happened whenever we were kids. Yeah. Jeez. So I mean I used to I used to love my Transformers, well I still love my Transformers, but I was obsessed with them growing up. And I remember they were showing repeats on the uh, on the old Simi Mallet show and I'd record them. And I remember once the uh, the video put the videotape ran out uh, halfway through an episode and I cried because I was so upset because I thought I'd never, ever get to see that episode ever again. It would never be on, it would never be on telly again. But now you just, you know, you got access to everything all at once. <laughs> Talk about Transformers. I remember I used to watch it on the Roland Rat show. <laughs> yes. I used to get five minutes. They used to chop an episode up over a week. Yeah. and show you five minutes every morning, including start and end credits. I used to watch it, was it five past eight or something? I used to watch it before going to school. Drive my mum demented. <laughs> in the cartoon, it was... That was that they were transformed, but now yeah. there was me trying to change G1 Megatron for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she says that noise, you stay driving up the bloody wall. Yeah. <sighs> oh, but yeah. Bye, Sega. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the car. I suppose if you are, if you're gonna, if we're gonna bring it back, then that the the cartoon was all our dreams for Sega, and they transform instantly into these into these brilliant cars and planes and and guns and stuff. But the reality is that 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 Sega is uh is not quite. Not quite what you see on TV, or not quite as you imagine it. Uh, you actually spend there fiddling about with it for Aye. ten minutes and trying to figure out which which wheel t- turns which way in order to get it back into a robot. Unfortunately, with Sega these days, it, it isn't a case of more than meets the eye. Oh, yeah. that's a pun. Get in there. That's that. <laughs> that's one each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are then. So two big announcements that weren't really that big at all uh and were pretty underwhelming and i think yeah i think they could have been so much better as we've discussed there could have been so much more to them uh it's a real shame um i mean i do hope that they're successful i really do because i hate to see sega suffer anymore um that a lot it's been good to see them more stable in recent years and uh i hope that you know that they do get success out of these and they're able to fund the next big thing my God, unfortunately, they're not things that are that that we'll be buying into. I think the real Dreamcast Two will happen, right? Honestly, it will. And it's not the Xbox, even though it's unofficially the Xbox, but it will happen. Just keep believing, <laughs> please. Just keep believing. 
<laughs> one day. <laughs> oh, come on, man. If oh. only. If only. We'll keep on dreaming. Mm. At least we've still got our retro consoles to tide us over. We have. We have. So, what's your thoughts on the uh, on the Sega announcements? Uh, would you be picking up a, a Game Gear Micro? Uh, do you think FOD gaming is the future? What, what would you do to, to improve on these uh, new announcements that Sega have, uh, have, have given us? Uh, drop us a line. Uh, you can get, find us on Twitter, at Sega Guys. You can find me uh, at swooper underscore D, or you can reach out to James at Dreamcast Addicts. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's all of us for now, isn't it, James? It is indeed. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed that this episode, and we'll speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Sega-tose, Sega-tose.